You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. leagues. I am your host, Alicia Thomas, and today is a treat. You all know I usually bring on badass women, black women on Broadway. Today, we've got a top New York City stylist who is killing it in the modeling industry, killing it in television and film, and thank God we've got him in the Broadway community. He worked as Idina Menzel's personal hair and makeup stylist for her world tour, and now he is the department head of hair and makeup for Tina, the Tina Turner musical on Broadway. Y'all, welcome, Gio. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi. And do you go by Gio or is it Gio Brian Hennings? Like, what is your? Uh, Gio. Gio's good. Until Gio? I find another one, and I'll go by Gio Brian. <laughs> okay, that's bomb. Like, you, everything that I've heard about you, I'm so surprised that we've not met or crossed. I know, I know. I've, I've heard, I've heard your name though, for sure. For and sure. I've heard yours. I'm like, yes. Have yes. we met? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you were recommended to me by someone, another friend, I think. Oh, really? For hair. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know, small world, right? It's a, <laughs> a very small world. And, you know, so I've been um interviewing different ladies and coming on this show and everything. Mm-hmm. And a few people have mentioned you. Destiny. Oh, really? Ray is oh, one of Ray. them. It, yes. Yeah, she's one yes. of them. And, and, some, and some others as well. I'm like, huh. Yeah, I do a lot of the Black women on Broadway. Like from LaShawn's to Brittany to, uh, gosh, who, Danae um, Benton to like a lot of the Wait, black which women. Brittany? Brittany Johnson. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, right yes. on. I'm like, I looked at your portfolio and Gio, I get chills thinking about your <laughs> range. You are working not just on black women, but like Philippa, Adina. I- yeah. You work in the, like, I saw bridal hair and makeup. I'm Mm -hmm, like. mm -hmm. Well, being a black hairstylist or hairstylist who is black, I'm trying to change that terminology. Okay. You know, Um, you got to know how to do everything. When you walk into the room, the building, the trailer, we have to know every hair texture, every, everything. And um, that's why I'm glad to be on the show today to talk about that. How, um, you know, we use the term black hairstylist was actually a hairstylist who is black. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. a lot of times producers, directors hear, oh, it's a black hairstylist. They go, oh, well, uh, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, I'm a hairstylist who is black. Get that right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you do everybody. <laughs> you don't just. Exactly. 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 Which is an asset. I feel like as an actress, when mm-hmm. I am on set or doing any kind of show, there's not mm-hmm. very many black people in hair and makeup. Yes, correct. How do you feel on your end of it? There, there's not, and then the ones that are, are that are really good are working full booked all the time, right? So there's this, this, there's this thing of like, oh, there's not enough, which there's not, but and then people go, well, I, I've never met any because a lot of times people are we're working all the time. We're going from gig to gig to gig to gig, just like when uh, Black Broadway, you know what I mean? Those, yes. you know, those actors go from show to show to show because it's a small pool. And producers and directors are comfortable with that already. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Honey, we're about to tell it. <laughs> um, so, but as for Broadway, what, like, what, what shows are they hiding in? Where are the other department heads, Black department heads? Uh, I know Cookie. Cookie Johnson, I'm not be messing her name up. I know Cookie. I know of one. And then John James, uh, rest his, God rest his soul, he passed away a couple of years back. And he was, actually, I worked on Spider-Man also. And so he was my first, first show I worked in. He was a Black supervisor. And then we had uh, a Corey also. Uh, he was an assistant supervisor. And then after that, I've never had another Black supervisor. Okay, so I feel like I still have fingers left over after, yes. after the names that I, you just... As far as supervisors, I don't know a lot. I can just be honest. Personally, I don't know a lot, you know? So it was just crazy, right? Why? Um, 
Well, you have to be in a union to do hair and makeup for Broadway TV film, right? And the unit, the union itself is a great union, but the union itself is very uh, hidden. It's this very like mysterious, how do you get in the union and this and that. And then when, once you're in it, you're like, oh, right, go to the website and do this and, and do that. But it's one of those mysterious things of when, it, I didn't know about the union until I moved to New York. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what the formalities were to get to work on TV and film. And I feel like right, uh, right. With, with black hairstylists specifically, I can't talk about anyone else because I don't know them, but it's just like, it's a very small world in the first place. And then when you're going on set and you're working with these black uh, actors and actresses and, and so on, it's just a very small world. And then it's, it could be a little bit of like, well, I don't want to tell you because I don't want you to take my job. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of that and a little, it's just so, but the world is opening up more. There's more opportunities also because in New York, at one point we were filming more TV shows than LA, you know, yeah. uh, not reality, but actual scripted TV shows. We were filming more than LA. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people point. know that because everyone no. thinks LA is the place. Everyone thinks LA. I always, for, for some reason, I always thought there was more opportunity for black actors in New York more so than in LA. I mean, look at, look at Orange is the New Black. You know, right. that was a big Netflix thing that no one, no one knew about and it became this big thing. But look how many black actresses they had on that show and right. people of color, you yeah. know what I mean? And then you go to LA, I can't name a show that has. I mean, honestly, like when I lived right? out there, I was absolutely, I felt like the token. I knew yes. that there would only be a, a few of us and mm -hmm. I already knew them mm -hmm. all by name. And when mm -hmm. I got to New York, I'm like, <gasps> So many, right? Oh my gosh. So many. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. stand out. Like, yeah, exactly. There's so many. Exactly. It's talented, so many. beautiful. So many talented, beautiful, different shapes, sizes, and different hair textures. And, yes. you know, uh, people would know, you know, so many, I know so many girls who have shaved off all their head and still working, still booking. Right. Which is crazy. Which is not, no, which, no, I'll take that. That's not crazy. That's how it should be. You know what I mean? Because yes. all they're going to do on Broadway is put a wig on you. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, I don't want to cut my hair. I don't want to do this. I don't, I'm like, why not? They're just going to put a wig on you. And they're like, well, well I, producers, I always hear this a lot. Casting agents, producers don't have imagination. I'm like, why not? Make them have an imagination. Like, honestly, you know? though. And, and that's why don't I, we, you know? That's how it's always felt like. Oh, if I change my hair color, I can't because mm -hmm. my headshots look like this, especially right. if you're not established mm -hmm. and you're trying to like get them to remember you. It's like that fear of, but I, I always say, I always say this, I always get a lot of, I get a lot of new actors in my chair, just moving to New York or a lot of people who want a makeover or, you know, a, a new fierce haircut. And they're like, Oh my, my headshots in this every, I've worked with a lot of actors. So the ones who literally do what they want and don't care, but the most work <laughs> you know because what happens is you're trying to fit yourself into this box that you're never going to fit in you're never going to fit in that box that that casting Gio, director told you you better preach right now <laughs> you know but i'm saying you're never you know well i can't wear my hair natural i should get this i should do a wig like this i should have blonde or no i shouldn't do this you're you're you, we get so stuck up in these boxes that has been checked off for us by casting directors and agents hello, but we just found out there are no black casting directors hardly in right. Broadway. Right. You know, to a box that they can't even imagine. You know what I mean? Until we have a different show come along that they're like, oh, there's a black person behind the table. There's a black person at the top. And they're like, no, that's why, you know, for instance, Hamilton is the perfect example. All those girls have all different hair because guess what? They knew that they were going to put a wig on them and it's going to look like, and they could see that. They could yes. see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So going back a little bit, when you were saying how it's like this mysterious, not sure how to get in to this mm -hmm. part of the business. Yes. And you know what? This is not for you to solve, but I, if you have any thoughts on it, like what, how can we demystify so that we can get more people of color? Uh, uh, Local 798, that's hair and makeup, IOTC. So Local 798, you can go to the Local 798 website. You can find out how to get in. You can submit your portfolio. Okay. You can do all of that. That's what I wish somebody would have told me that when I moved to New York, like right away. You know what I mean? And, and it's all about who you know, right? So it's, that, it's the same. I always tell people or hairstylists who want to be in TV film and, you know, and all that stuff. It's the same as if you were an actor or a dancer. 
right? You're, you're, you're kind of going from gig to gig. It's about who you know, what producer you know, what department head you know, how, you, how, long, how well you get along with others, if they're going to call you back to be in that room. You know, um, I was on Spider-Man as a, a designer request. So it was about the designer mm -hmm. needed, needed someone who did a specific type of hair or all hair, right? And I, would, right. I, I was a designer request boom, 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 there you go, right? So I kind of got, I got, I can't say I kind of got lucky. Luck is a part of it. You know, people always say um, talent, you know, and luck really coincide with each other. And we, I believe that a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, but your an local 798, yes, an opportunity and being prepared for the opportunity when it comes. So you that know? when the door, that's what I've been wondering about, like all this Black Lives Matter, I'm like, I'm praying that when mm -hmm. we come back, people are like, yes, we really want to do this. We really want to implement this into yes. our shows. Yes. That's what I'm hoping. But I'm also like, all right, y'all. All right, Black folk. This yes. door is Be about ready. to open. Be ready. Be, Be ready. ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Hello. Right. If there's something that you are <laughs> writing or thinking about of creating, mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. ready so that when somebody's like, hey, we're looking for to yeah. sponsor. And I, or and I, I, I felt that already. Already I have felt that. And thank the Lord Jesus, my, I have my mother in my life because oh. I'm, I'm ready. I've been ready. And um, it's almost like being seen. I almost feel like I've taken off this this. I don't know, something where I'm being seen by the industry, finally, and fighting and fighting and fighting. And I've almost given up numerous times. Oh, oh my I've God. Up numerous times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Numerous times. Like, this is going to work. And then seeing friends, seeing my white friends who are very talented stylists, but just skyrocket over me. What the? Skyrocket. Right. And it's not, and I'm not taking away their talent because I'm not going to say they're, oh, they're not talented. They should do that. No, that's not it. They're very talented. But I did see their journey was a little easier. We we all know that that mm -hmm. twice is good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and now I'm starting. Now I feel seen. I have people calling me and getting products in the mail. I'm like, oh, uh, I have chills. Okay, okay, here we go. And at first, I have to admit, I was a little bitter. I was like, oh, so now you see me. And then I had to step back. I was like, no, you need to push forward and keep on going because. You know, it's that survivor's remorse, right? Like, do I deserve this? Will my other friends start yes. doing this? Yes. You know, you know. Yes, you deserve this. Yes, yes. I have never yeah. gotten to work with you, and already I'm like, <laughs> I would trust you with my tresses. <laughs> I'm like, please beat my face. I want to look like a drag queen, please. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, how did you get your range? Like, how did you? Where did you learn how to do? Like, so, so I used to be a professional dancer. Back, yeah, back when in my early, in my teens through my early 20s. So I'm 39 now. You better so work. I'm like, <laughs> you look like you in your 20s right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But so I, I was a dancer. I danced for like, oh my gosh, I'm old. So like LFO and O-Town and all those. Yes. Like <laughs> boy band and a group called Impress. And I got to travel. But I always found myself where in the hair and makeup trailer kicking it because ironically I worked with a lot of uh when I was a dancer I worked with a lot of black hairstyles and makeup artists so it was so it was so weird like it went from doing that then going on the other side I'm like well where'd everybody go you know what I mean but um ah. yeah so I started out as a dancer like so professional dancer I did Vegas I did LA um, some little bit of regional theater back in the day. And I was always then, you know, always in the hair room, always in the makeup trailer. Just and always all gravitated my, towards. Yes. And then I looked, looked up one day, all my friends were hairstylists, all of them. And I'm like, well, and they're like, you need to go do hair. Like, you know, you like it. I was like, fine. Damn. So then, um, I went to hair school and then I got, then I started picking up makeup brushes and I started doing makeup. Then I worked for Mac and then getting hired for gigs. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Friends are like, come do my, my hair and makeup for my headshots. I'm like, okay. And then I realized like, oh, I start making more money doing hair and makeup than I was dancing. Uh oh. So then that, that kind of snowballed into going to hair school because, you know, getting my license and I had to move back home because I was like, okay, I'm not a dancer anymore. And then what happens when you say you're not a dancer anymore? You start you get a gig. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, it took me, it took me like three years to get through hair school because I would leave and go do another dance gig. And then I was like, you know what? I'm from originally from Ohio. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to stay with my parents, go to hair school and then move to New York. And, and that's what it was. And, and that's what it was. And New York was one of my, New York was so scary. But the minute I moved here, I like 
got in with people. I had to flex my, because New York is like the proof is in the pudding, you know? They're yes. like, oh, you can do this? Let's see. Let's right. see if you can do it. And then I start doing makeup and I end up doing um, makeup for the last fashion week at Bryant Park and then got flown to Paris with a designer because I was doing her oh lookbook gosh. in Paris. So it was what like a very, I know, it was a very like, ah, uh, what's going on? And then coming back home, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to work anywhere. I'm good. I can go freelance working at Starbucks two <laughs> months later. <laughs> How the heck does that work? Well, you know, you got to pay your dues. You know, I, I, I got lucky and I got big headed. You know what I mean? I got like, I can do this. I, I just went to Paris. I did fashion week. Right. But what they don't tell you is that like those jobs don't pay the most. And you really need, you don't need one fashion week. You need 18 fashion weeks on your got resume. It. You know got what it. I mean? So sure, um, I got good to, though. Yeah. But the, my, my dancer mentality was like, oh, I can't pay my rent now. Starbucks. Got it. Boom. And then I worked my way out. I only worked there for literally like four months. And I was like, boom, got another gig in a salon. And then I started getting into the salon world and stuff like that. So that's a I, quick, brief history. And it wasn't all, it wasn't all, you know, everyone thinks that overnight success. And it was like literally, well, I'm in 13 years in New York now. So I would say, yeah, like that, that 10 year, 10 year mark, everything start, you I know. I think that people sense. don't realize like, when people, it's like, oh, so-and-so came out of nowhere. How they mm -hmm, go from nothing mm -hmm. to, like, no, no, no. Have you right. seen their grind? Right. Have you seen all of the no's that they got? Yeah. Have you seen, like, there's work that goes into somebody mm -hmm. being an overnight success that yes. You, yes. you don't realize all of that work that they mm -hmm. put in. And mm -hmm. so it sounds like that's kind of like, I'm like, I, where did you come from? Like, you. <laughs> We're going to cut for a short ad break. <laughs> yeah you know and um I, I i adina really changed my career that's what really that's please what really tell me how did y'all meet how did she well you guys i was so at spider-man i worked for uh campbell young and associates which is a big famous hair designer on broadway they've done from from billy elliott to uh tina turner to they, they were wig designers for all the big major shows and uh Adina had knew them. So she was like, do you know a stylist that, you know, she was working on a show. She was working on If Then and they were, they were doing her hair pieces. And she was like, I'm going to go on tour. I need a stylist. You know, I need someone kind of like Broadway, but can actually do modern hair. And they were like, they thought of me. And then I went and I was like, do I have to audition? I was like, what am I going to do? Oh my and so Adina, uh, Dee being so cool as she is, she's like, just come hang out. We, I think I went to the Today Show and she was this there we just hung out and kicked it and chilled and she, and I was like okay I watched her guy do her hair and she was like you'll be fine yeah I'll, I'll see you in Korea <laughs> so and then that was that and we've been best best friends ever since you know see to me that is like proof that I always say when it comes to auditioning like for shows as mm -hmm. an actress mm -hmm. that you're auditioning the material but really you're auditioning your energy and yes yes and that, and I always tell people being a set stylist and a personal hair and makeup person, um, it, it's when you get to that level, they already know when you walk in a room, you can, you kind of can do the hair. They know that you can do the makeup. It's about the vibe and the energy. And that's what's the most important making, you know, when you're walking up the, the star to the stage right before she goes on, you hear the crowd going, you have to be that sense of calm. You have to be that sense of of calm and that rock that's there and you're not giving them no skulls my friends no bullshit before they go on stage right you know what i mean yes you really got it and that's the magic of being a personal being even working with adrian you know adrian when she went on stage she was on stage for two two and a half hours period like she didn't leave the stage so i make sure when i go to her room at that half hour call i am ready i am focused I'm feeding off her energy, seeing where she's at. I'm not just coming in there like, oh my God, I guess this is what happened. It takes a, it, it takes a, a vibe, a vibology, you know, to really feel that person and, you know, and really read them. And, and calm, if they're having a stressful day, being, not matching their stress, you know, counteracting that stress, you know, and that's very important for actors before they go on stage. You know, hair and makeup is so important because we are the first things they see and the last things they see before they go on stage. Yeah. Right. And so your energy just has to be, you know, I always tell my team, we're not curing, we're not, we're not, we're not curing cancer. We're just chill. You know, we're, we're helping lives. We're not saving lives, but we're, we are helping, you know, 
And you know, I like a very controlled, easygoing. I like to play. You know, my, um, Tina, I was playing music every day. On Sundays, we played jazz, like from Paris, because it was like the last day of the show, and it would be very calming. You know what I mean? But you gotta have that. You know, hair and makeup is not just there for that. You're there for an energy too. You know. That is so wise. It is so like. <laughs> I have never thought about, like, as the actor, I'm like, oh, like, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you go into a room, put wigs on. And for you to be so aware and mm-hmm. so conscious of, like, no, 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 no. Yes, like, physically, I'm doing your hair. I'm styling your wigs. I'm putting them on. I'm yes. putting them on, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what we're, like, physically doing. But maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing so much more for right. you that, yes. like, not everybody is consciously thinking about. Right, right, right. And it yeah. makes a difference. And I've seen when things don't work with the leads or whoever, mm-hmm. and, and for the people to not have pinpointed what you have just said. Right, right. They're like, I, I mean, don't you, know. Really... Like literally, I've seen somebody who's like, well, I see you working with the lead and then telling her secrets to everybody in the building. That's not a good and, thing. Right, that's not a good look. I don't, that's, that's I don't not think. a good look. You have to, yeah, you can't be telling, you know what I mean? Uh-uh. You can't, no. Because you you're part yeah, therapist and, and too. I, yeah, right, and you really can't, hello, like you can't be telling, no, you don't be telling no secrets. No, 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 no. Okay, I might be like, you guess, you know, guess who I saw going up to the dressing room? But not like, well, you know, this is going through this today. You know, you can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. Because I feel like, especially when they trust you so much. Yes. They can tell you. And you have, yep. And you have to build trust. I I, I, I think some stylists forget that too. You have to build trust with with the actor, especially the lead. You know, people are like, well, she didn't say hi to me. And she didn't, okay, she don't know you. Right. She don't know you yet. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I just, I'm like, no, I'm going to build that trust because uh, you're going to get to that. But, you know, if you don't know somebody, you can't, it's not personal, especially the first week of tech, the first two weeks of tech, it's not personal. They're trying to learn their show and learn you at the same time. And you have to respect that. And you're learning them at the same time, you know? So you really got to, you really got to know that you got to know your dance captains, you got to know, like, Tina, Leandra, uh, loved I love her. She Leandra. Was our, yeah, she was our dance captain, but me and Leandra had a very great relationship because we had to know what was going on with everyone in that theater, especially when someone called out or didn't make the whole show. You got to have these relationships with people because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. We had a lot of things on Tina where we had to switch out of Tina at the, the very last minute and then Leandra was going on or this person was going oh, on. Oh, gosh. Or, you know, but you got to know, you got to have a, a conversation and relationship with them. So when those big hectic times come up, it, no one's getting an attitude. No one's getting their feelings hurt. They know you're about business and I'm about business and we need to get this on, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like you are the type of person who I would want in the room, who I would want near me. Like if I had the option to say like, who do you want? Sounds like I would be so safe with you. Well, it's, you know, and I think with Tina, um, I was pressing for this job and I I, I thought it was very important that we have a black uh, department head of hair on that show. I thought it was just very, very important because we're representing Tina Turner and, you know, every, any black person to tell you it's all about her hair. It's all about Tina's hair, yeah, the journey yeah. of it, the, um, the styling of it, the products you use. It's so iconic. We... And it's, it's so iconic. And for a Black person, it's not just, oh, it was just really pretty. It was, it's a feeling. Yes. When people come see that show, they go, oh, when that hair came out, I, sh- I had shivers. It's a ah. feeling for us because Black hair, we really, ex- that, is, that is, hair for Black women is truly their crown. It is truly their crown. It is truly, they like to decorate the crown. Black women change their hair all the time from when, from when they're a child, right? Yes. So I felt, I felt when Tina had the show coming out, I was like, I have to be on the show. Uh, it has to be a Black uh, supervisor because, I, because it wasn't, it really had to represent us through our hands, literally. Literally had to represent us. So how and did you pull this off? Like, how did you? The same people who got me Adina, they called me. And they're like, you need to be on this yes. show. You know, Thank and they were God. very, they were very adamant, you know, they're very, they were very adamant too. They were like, yeah, this show needs a, uh, you know, black, black supervisor. You know, I even had girls come in from Ain't Too Proud. And cause uh, we had another, uh, shout out to Mona, 
she was she was one of my hairstylists who helped me so much. She would do make wigs for some of the other girls in shows, you know, and they'd come in and be like, "Y'all got edge control? Y'all got it makes a difference. Y'all got Afro picks? What's going?" And she was like, what, "What's going on?" What? I was like, well, "I'm like, well, yeah," and I just, what? you know, I just thought. <laughs> And I was just like, well, yeah, what would we have? And it was, so a, it was used a, to just white products. Yes. And, and, and it was a, and not to put down any other supervisor in any other show. That's not my goal. Um, but it's very important when a black person walks into a room, especially a black show, a black hair room, black wigs, black texture, you need to have those products that coincide with that. Not because you know, be, no, because that's what works for our hair. If you're representing that, it should be authentic. You yeah. know, if you're trying to force it, it's not going to work. You yeah. know what I mean? Not only that, but just seeing hair picks, seeing edge control. Yes. Feel like, oh, I belong here. It makes me feel like yes. I'm, I'm in the, like, I, I deserve to be. I'm like, in the room. I'm yes. in the room. You see me. Yes. I feel a part of it instead of an outside, an outsider. Yep. An outsider in, in a room that you should feel completely inside of. Exactly. You know? That's one thing that I hope does change where like mm-hmm. all of these rooms that we go into, like the little details that- Yes, <laughs> the little details. It's in the little detail. I'm a very detail-oriented person, but the little details and, you know, and just seeing, and, you know, we had girls that came in and took their braids out, you know? And we had to like readjust the wig a little bit because I know that she can't have those braids for two years you know what I mean right and we figure and figure something out you know to you know when they're taking their braids out you know we had one girl with locks and her hair was only growing you know and I'm just telling the designer like hey you know we're gonna have to (laughs) you know we can't just be cutting locks but just to have to understand about it you know to be able to understand you know and then girls coming up to me hey can I get this sewing no (laughs) no you can't get that sewing and you know why but it's a it's a (laughs) little Uh oh! I hit. <laughs> Honestly, though, if I was told that by like, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, if mm-hmm. I was told that by somebody who is black, I'd be like, okay, right, it, right. It's and it's, like, and it's okay. It, it's it's crazy. It's crazy because, you, but the if we dive deeper into that, it's because you know that I know exactly what goes into that exactly. and why it will not, not no. Because you just don't care to figure it out or anything. Exactly. No, you know. And like yeah. for those of you guys who are listening right now, um, on Broadway, a lot of times when you get a a, a wig mm-hmm. made, it's it's made personally for your head. Yeah. And so how you walk into that wig fitting, however your hair is, if you've got long braids or if you've got mm-hmm. a buzz cut, like your wigs are kind of built around built for that. Yep. For that. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, like, if somebody he knows no one's gonna have braids in their hair for two years I mean mm-hmm. yeah well, and yeah and even when um I'll do things for stuff now and, the, and the, if it's a black girl I'm like she got individual braids and I'm like you should take those out before the head wrap oh I know but I'm like I'm telling you now you should do that because if you take them out your wigs is going to be so big you know or right. or um don't get the braids as big or make sure you can wrap it. Or if we do a, a, one time we had a girl take something out like braids and then she got a sewing, but we made sure the density in the sewing was the same as the braids. Okay. You know what I mean? But so, that's very, you know, but that's because I know black hair. You know what I love about you, Gio? So like just feeling your energy right now, mm-hmm. it feels like everything that you're saying, all of your knowledge and everything, it is coming off as such like, we are trying to make the best product as possible there's no ego like i'm the head this is just how it's gonna be right 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 i know if we can make this happen let's make Mm -hmm. this happen and if Mm -hmm. we can't i'm so sorry but (laughs) this is right but it's gonna be the best for the long term like right right seems like oh such a oh like a sigh of like (laughs) comfort and relief like it's not it it doesn't seem like it's about your ego at all it's right 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 let's make no it's you you know I want to make the show look good that's my end goal is to have the show look good have the designers happy have the director happy have everyone happy and you can do that but you just got to have your knowledge of hair and wig preps and dreads, especially, and I'm, I'm talking especially on a black show, right? right? And it's just, 
you got to have that knowledge before you go in and tell girls to cut their weaves out or this or that or you know and I know it happens I know it happens because I know some people do on the flip side of that we've had people come in I'm like um this is your wig doesn't fit right you know but it's um it's a journey (laughs) you know it's a journey and I just want to I want to help push Broadway farther along especially in that hair category you know what I mean and We'll be right back right after the break. So you've done Spider-Man and you're doing um, Tina. How have you Mm -hmm. not done every freaking black show? Like I would want you in every room. I would feel comfortable with you in every room. And I feel like anyone who has worked with you probably feels the same way. Like how have you not taken over yet? Well, Broadway, you know, you know, once you do a show, it takes you out. It takes you out of the game for a minute. It takes you out for a minute. Like Tina took me, you know, Tina was the hardest show I've ever done in my life. Wow. The best show I've done in my life, but one of the hardest, I think the hardest for everyone around because, you know, we started with, I think a hundred, they were like, oh, a hundred and something wigs. And then went to 146 and then they went to 166. What? And then it was like, yeah. And then at, at, at the end with all the new swings and stuff, we were at 206 wigs. In oh the my room. gosh. And then 145 working in the show every night. So, and I was, and I was also doing Adrian's full makeup and full hair every night, you know, and the special effects of the blood and then taking her up, wiping the blood off. And I had hot towels ready for her to take the makeup off and then reapply within 15 minutes for intermission. You know what I mean? So it, that was a hard show. And then 76 flights, you know, the Lunt Fontaine is all stairs. So it was, I want, with my Apple watch, I would do 67 flights of stairs a night. Oh, Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw Tina, by the way, on my birthday. Oh, you did? Oh, yay. The last show that I saw before. Wow. Wow. My birthday yeah. present on in February. <laughs> um, and it was so magnificent. And like, it's nice that I can picture the blood and I can picture all the wigs and picture mm-hmm. the hair. It's like, it was mm-hmm. really, really well done. Thank it's you. Thank so you. good. I'm like, dear God, I want there to be a full Tony Award so that y'all I get know. all, you know. Is, we were about to rock the Tonys out. And is then, there anything know. happening this year? Do you know anything? I don't, I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. So Because I heard there was something unofficial, but then I'm like, they're, honestly. They're doing, they're going to do a show of some sort online, but you know, you know, the Antonio Awards was the bomb. So it was gonna, the bomb. I mean, honestly, I was like, I was like, okay, Antonio Awards, let's see, I'm gonna watch this. I was like, um, oh. this was better than all the other Tony Awards <laughs> show I'd have never seen. Right. You know, congratulations, you know, our um, our associate director, Jalen, Jalen did that. Wow. Yeah, he's on Tina. <laughs> he put that all, he put that all together. Yeah, he put it together, he directed it, yep. That's amazing. With other like, people, but, you know. Right, right, right. It was, yeah. it was so good. I just, like, and everyone who has seen Tina, and even people who haven't, are like, <laughs> that show needs to get their full glory. It needs to be, like, yeah. a full moment in person. Yeah. Adrian mm-hmm. worked her, but, uh, like. She really did. She really did. She really did. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, if I could ever get her on this show, I would love to hear what she has to say <laughs> about hair. I, like, I've seen her with her natural hair, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done. Yeah. And that that was, and that was another thing, you know, with Adrian, all the press we had, you know, I did a lot of, I did, I would say 80% of the press for Tina. So I got to do, I did a lot of magazine stuff for her and a lot of the, you know, and that's another thing, having a black stylist on your show or, you know, department head who can essentially go and do Good Morning America and do the hair and the wigs and then also take care of Adrian outside of that. Right. Because they know all of You do her natural hair as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the backstage cover, and all, I did her all her hair and makeup and her. She looked hair. bomb. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm just I did like, all that. I'm so in awe because I'm like my little white friend Nico from Fresno, California, <laughs> who introduced us. I'm like, he goes to you for his haircut. He does. He does. He does. He does. So how like. That is just night and day, like the difference <laughs> mm-hmm. between him and Adrian, like their hair, their ethnicity, it's, everything. You know, I just love hair and I love, you know, growing up, I love hair and I knew I wanted to work on TV and doing hair, but through my lens, through the lens of what the TV showed me, it was a lot of white hair. It was a lot of, you know, if I wanted to do this, it was 
a white person. So I knew going to cosmetology school, I was like, well, I know how to do black hair, but I specifically went to a school where I could learn black and white hair. We literally, I went to school in Ohio. We had two teachers. We had a white teacher and we had a black teacher. The black teacher literally taught the black girls. The white teacher taught the white girls. That's how it was. And so I was like, when I got there, I was like, no, I'm going to go over to the white girl side. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, learning how to blow dry neck like you are. And I learned how to blow dry better than they did. They, in school, the white girls were asking me, can you blow dry my hair? And I'm like, sure. And then we had, then I was like, okay, got that. Went over to the black girl side. And I was like, I need to hone up on my black hair skills. So right. Arkea, she was a girl named Arkea. She could do some finger waves like no other. Ocean waves, sculpted point. I went right up next to that, right next to her. And I learned everything I need to know. So it's, and you know, with these, with this said, you know, we get, a, we, you, you come on set, you go into Broadway and you do work with those white stylists who don't necessarily know about texture. It's, it's not necessarily that they just don't know anything or don't care to know. They didn't go to a cosmetology school that even taught black hair or texture. Right. They spent about a week on it, you know? So I feel we need to get to these schools. We need to get to cosmetology schools, no. It needs to, do we need to make the hours longer? Do they need more hours of training? Saying instead of, here's 200 hours of hair, of black hair you need to learn. You need to know, actually know how to braid. You need to know how to do a relaxer. You need to know to do the twist out now to get yeah. through hair because how can you say, oh yeah, I'm a hairstylist, but I only do this type of hair texture. Right. And that's the problem. You know, you have a lot of styles who could only do one type of texture. Right. And I'm like, you know? I, the amount of rooms that I go into where it's just you know white people who are there to do my hair. I'm like, I already know if my hair is not straight, they have no idea yeah. where to start. And they, you got to bring your own products. You got to do all this stuff and makeup. You got to bring your own makeup, you know, and it's just yeah. like, we need, to, we need to stop that. We need, and I always tell my girls now, I'm like, when you get a movie or you get a show, Ask your agent to call and see who the department head is. Nice. Ask them to buy those products. I need these products. Okay. We need to start taking responsibility. So when we walk up in our room, they got the right products. And the department head's not going to be offended. I think a lot of people go, well, I don't want to offend them. No. I like these products. Can you make sure you have these on set? Because guess what? You're doing them a huge favor. Right. So they're, you're setting them up for success in yourself. Right. Yes, it is an extra step that you should not have to take. You know, the department head should maybe call you, but until we get this ball rolling, right? Call, ask your agent, ask your the producer, hey, who's the department head of hair? Do they know, do you, how many black hairstyles do you have on set? Am Y'all, I the only black listening? character? Are y'all you know? listening to this? Like, <laughs> but honestly. ask them, am I the only black character? Okay, cool, great. I'm gonna bring my products in or, you know, can you give them an email? Because you, guess what? You gotta tell them all the allergies and stuff that you can't have for craft services, right? Why not about hair? Right. And if there was ever a time that this is a, this is this a part is of the it. conversation now. This is the teaching moment. This is yes. the teaching moment. And it you know, I, nope. Yeah. It's a, this is the teaching moment. Okay. Who's the partner? You know, I just got hired on a, on a gig and I was so nervous to ask. I was like, how many other stylists of hair are there? She's like, oh, three. I was like, great. She's like, any more questions? I was like, nope. Great. You know, it was great. You know, because I just wanted to know that I'm not, I don't want to be the token anymore. I don't want to be necessarily sitting in a trailer and I'm the only person of color on, on the set. You know, that's intimidating. And it's scary sometimes. And you have to listen to jokes that people make that are uncouth or, oh, you know, they don't, you know, he doesn't really know. I'm like, no, I don't want any more of that. Ah, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. When you are you know, the only one, when you, you know, do feel like the token and your the, your counterparts are white, like how is the workload? Is it is it separated equally? Is it do you, is it at least is it, is it fair? It's um for me it's fair. I mean I've, it's been pretty fair. Um I've had one set where I went on and they only let me touch the black girls, and that was it. And I never went back to work for that person ever again because I knew you my worth was only for black hair, it wasn't for anything else. You know, and there's some sets where I've gone on and I moved up all the way to be key hairstylist and I was doing background, you know, mm -hmm. because they were like, oh, oh, okay. You know what you're doing, you know? Right. And, I mean, it's, you know, to and, me, it seems like pretty obvious when you get to the level that you're at Geo, it's kind of like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're probably really freaking good. Even if you're <laughs> only work, you know, like, well, we have to, my, my mom sat me down right when I was going out in the world. And she, you know, even a couple of years ago, even when I got to New York, she goes, you have to be 
the best in the room. <laughs> Not twice, at least 200% more the best. And that's going to come off as you're good. Not excellent. Thank you, mom. You know, and, honestly, <laughs> yeah, and, and and I don't think other stylists know that or can feel that. You know what I mean? And it's and it's dang, and this it's you know bomb that you just <laughs> dropped. Yeah, not twice as yeah. good, baby. You have to be the best in the room. You have to be the best, and still might get fired first. <laughs> wow. You uh, know, you know, and it's just you. Know, I'm just like, <laughs> I am so, I'm blown away and I'm just excited. I'm excited uh -huh. for you because I feel like you've already done so much, but you haven't. I'm trying to do more. You haven't even <laughs> scratched the surface mm -hmm. of the things well, it's, you're going to do. It, it, I think, like I said, we, you know, before I'm being seen now and, you know, I've had people, agents or, uh, you know, my Instagram friend, you know, Instagram is a big thing now. And I was told to put more images of different textured hair up, more preferably white hair. So producers and directors can see that I can do all, can do you know? And I've come now, this, you know, between Black Lives Matter and all this, we're talking about hair texture. And I put more black hair up on my websites and on purpose, like full fledged, because I didn't want to get put in a box as a black hairstylist, right? I'm getting even more work because I'm putting just beautiful hair up, no matter the texture. And guess what? That beautiful hair is more often black hair. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, because you can do more with it. You can do so much. You can, you know, and it's so just versatile. like, it's so versatile. You know, I get a lot of new clients and I, I have a very, I'm a very, I'm a glamazon. I love glam hair. I love natural, but if you want natural, it's going to be about big, like it wouldn't be a little fit. Like I really? love big hair. I love, oh, I'm a big Glamazon. Like all my clients walk out with big hair. Do not be surprised if I'm like, <laughs> you gotta come on by. Salisha, I really think that we've talked before on the phone about doing your hair. That's the gag. Is that what it is? Yes, yes. Long time ago. Probably when you first moved to New York. Were you working at a certain place? I was working in Harlem before and now I have my own studio in Chelsea. Oh, but well, I was working in Harlem. This is a done deal. <laughs> I'm gonna set, set aside my little unemployment check <laughs> so I can come in and let you do whatever you feel like doing to my hair. I would love, love, love. That's that. so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, we gotta, uh, like, you know, we gotta just move this conversation forward, you know. And I'm trying to get natural hair, you know. My responsibility as a black hairstylist and a black head, I want to start putting more natural hair on TV, you yes. know, on Broadway. So like when I do a look, not, you know, cause I can press you out and give you beach waves just like, you know, any other girls. Yeah. But what about that, you know, Afro pent up to the side, you know what I mean? And all that stuff. And, Af you know, so we gotta, as black hairstylists, we need to start pushing more of that natural hair narrative forward for when we're making styles, for photo shoots and stuff Please. like that, you know? I honestly feel like as somebody who grew up without having that representation, mm -hmm. without having those yes. role models on TV, like yes. the more I saw it on TV, I'm like, oh, is this okay for me to wear right. my hair like this? Right. The fact that you have right. said that is literally my whole inner monologue for the last few decades of my life. It's mm -hmm. like the more it's on TV, representation matters. The more yeah. we see it, the more it's like, oh, that is beautiful. Oh, yeah. she, she looks great. Doesn't she look great? She looks great. This is a thing. This is mainstream. Bam. Like Right. Inse like Insecure is doing that flawlessly. They're showing all types of hair. Like Issa mostly wears natural hair. And then Molly is in the wigs and the weaves. And then you have um, her other friend, uh, oh gosh, the blonde. Um, uh, uh, uh -huh. Amanda Seals character. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Who has natural hair, but she's blonde and she could do ponytails and all this stuff. And it's just like, that's the magic of our hair. It can do anything. It can be any color. It can do anything, you know? And it's just, it, it just self-expression, you know what I mean? And if you are that girl that wants to get a blowout and have, you know, blonde highlights and stuff, do it. That's your gig. And if you are the girl who has a natural afro, that's your gig. And no one should shame each other into anything else, you know? And there it is. And, and you know, we have a lot of, what we don't talk about is a lot of shame that we have with our hair within our own community, yeah. you know? 
because you have this person saying, oh, no, you shouldn't get a relaxer. It's help your hair is dead. And I was like, well, actually, I like to go to the gym, work out, go to the beach and all that stuff. So I need a relaxer. I like a relaxer. Otherwise, I'm in the salon for a blowout every week, which mm. is heat damage. Right. So why not? You know, but we, this is things we don't talk through. I'm so know? happy that you're saying this and articulating so it's, it. Yeah. So it's like if you you have a girl, you know, I have a girl. I have a couple of kinds of relaxers. They have hair down her butt. And they're like, well, it breaks your hair off. No, kitchen beauticians break your hair off. Oh. Not hairstylists in the salon, oh. you know? So <laughs> I'm like, I never thought about it, you know? Right. You know, the this pandemic has shown a lot of people, you know, we, we had a natural hair movement before the pandemic. Then a pandemic happened and people couldn't go to salons, couldn't get their hair done. I've had so many girls come in and be like, take it off. Just take it off. Just take it off. Natural hair is a lot of work. Yes, it's it is a lot of work. And it takes about five years to get to know your natural hair. Five years to know what products to use, how you like it cut, how your curls act. And guess what? Your hair changes every seven years. So it's a constant thing. <laughs> it's a constant, it's a constant. <laughs> right. It's like it's a constant work. And guess what? Some people don't have that. Don't don't want to do that or you mess with it. So they so they stay in the salon and they you know they get their press outs and their blowouts and their their braids and stuff you know right right so I am like I'm so excited I absolutely <laughs> want to continue this conversation while I'm in your chair <laughs> while you're doing my my tresses right. I am right. like I'm so grateful that you would come on this show and like oh no share your great. spirit share your energy this is great. This- this is a conversation we need to have. You know, it, it's I like I said, I do a lot of Black Broadway specifically hair, and everyone has different hair, and everyone's scared of color, and everyone's scared of. I'm like, girl, you need some like caramel highlights. No, I can't do that. My grandma said, don't ever color my hair, and I'm like, <laughs> is your grandma still alive? Like, what is going? On? You live with your grandma? No, no, I just heard that it, you know my hair gonna break <laughs> off. What? No, it's not. I promise. It's not, but we need to move forward because what your grandma's saying, relaxed hair couldn't be colored. She's not, grandma's not thinking about natural hair because natural hair was not even a question in her mind. And that's a lot what we need to move forward to, you know? And it's just, we, we, hold, we hold on to these myths and legend things, you know, about black hair. And then we carry that on to set and Broadway. And a lot of times it doesn't match up. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's, you know, like Grease in the Scalp. You know where Grease in the Scalp comes from? Where? You don't know where Grease in the Scalp comes from? I just used to do it. Sometimes I still do. Why? Because my mama said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Grease in the Scalps come from when the slaves were in the field picking cotton. They used to grease the scalp so ticks and lice and fleas couldn't stick to their hair. Right. Oh. Right. It was a barrier to put. That's why they say black people can't get lice. No, we can't. Right. It's just that we, it's just that we put, you know, uh, lice and fleas and ticks can't live in oil. They can't. Li- they can't get to the blood. They can't. It's a barrier. Did not know that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about lice because I got a head right. grease. <laughs> right. Like- right. And then, and then as we get older, you know, as especially black women get older because they are reason. We we see a lot of. I see a lot of hair loss and hair thinning. Yeah. especially around the hairline yeah. and up here. That's where we put that grease automatically all the time. Is that, so the grease is bad? The grease is clogging your pores. So what happens when you put grease, if, what happens if you were to put grease in your face every single day Not and good. didn't wash it? One big zit. Right. A, a zit so what do you think's happened to this? You know, your scalp is skin. You, <gasps> you, know, you know, we have the little hair follicles around our whole face. You know, the little hairs you see? Those are pores. So if we, if, and we don't shampoo our hair every day. So if you're greasing your scalp, you're literally just putting scalp, putting grease on pores, on hair follicles, and it's just clogging them up, you know? So wait, what about those hair growth oils that they're like massaging into your scalp? Like, what about that? Have you seen people's hair down to their knees? <laughs> Dang. You know, we have a lot of this stuff that's not even proven to grow hair, not even proven, you know? That's why, you know, I, you know I'm you know, i a big hair nerd. You know, I worked for Mazzani L'Oreal um, 
a while ago and it's just like I learned so much from that company and like you know the whole coconut oil oh gosh the coconut oil that that's another thing people are putting pure coconut oil in their hair coconut oil that that can penetrate the actual scalp of the hair follicle needs to be run through a machine to be filtered and pressed and so it can actually penetrate the cuticle and the skin not raw coconut oil not oil is not good and then if you go to get your hair colored I'll be coloring hair and I'll be like, oh, let me put some if color just start, the foil just starts steaming because coconut oil does not work with hair color, does not work with lightener, you know? I did not know. I'm just like, are mm-hmm. we still recording? I'm over here like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like taking notes. Like- and, then, and then oil, a lot of times is, you know, a lot of women who have weaves, right? They'll do the oil, oil, oil. You open that weave up and you're like, woo. Ooh, yeah. Because oil can can uh, draw dirt and dirt to it and just, it's just holding it there. Got it. It's like a stick magnet. Right, right. Oh, I've right, been right, there, right. honey. Back in my weave days, I'm like, you don't want yeah, me to take this you know? thing out yet. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, you know, so there's a lot of like, you know, just I've seen stylists like pull out stuff. I'm like, what are you pulling? Well, I heard. I'm like, mm, you shouldn't hear things. You shouldn't know things, especially with your hair. Right. You know, there's just so much that people don't know. And like there's so much, especially with black hair and that and right. circling back. That's why it's important to have any cast, any show, TV, film, theater. If you have one black person in that cast and now hopefully we'll have more than one black person hopefully. or Asian or Latina or Indian, because guess what? Those all, all those all can have different hair textures that are very different right yes and or just or just a strong or whatever you need to have a black hairstylist in your room in your listening please you know there's so much about about that and you know you're getting people with weaves come on sets and you have people just putting heat on it and not realize or spraying oil in it i'm like why are you spraying oil into a weave it's not supposed well it's dry i'm like no it's not supposed to do that and you know and a lot of people don't even know that I had a woman the other day, I, I was on set and I took dry shampoo and I sprayed it in her hair. She goes, what's that? I was like, dry shampoo. She goes, no, that's for white girls. I go, no, it's not. <gasps> dry shampoo's for everybody. It takes out the oil in your hair. And when it's too oily, you know? This is exciting. This is very exciting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm that person being like, that's for white people, right? Yeah. I and, can and use it too? Yes. Especially if you're going to get a blowout or a press out or something, especially, yeah. So what dry shampoo does, I, I use uh, the Clarin ones where it's a sunflower powder and it goes into the scalp and it soaks up all the oil and then you just brush it out. So it really takes all that oil up and brush it out, you know? But these are things why we need, we need people of color on set so much, so much. And I want actors to start taking that that responsibility and it's hard to right and it's hard yeah. to but those and ask those questions that we don't want to ask okay great i'm on this i got this gig do you have a black hairstylist for that day you know if i'm doing a day gig right because mm-hmm. guess what they can hire a day player to come on and uh, it's just you know like, you shouldn't we i don't i i don't want to hear any more stories of black women doing their own hair on set oh that drives me up a it's wall just what i've always gone to expect that is, so then you should get we have to figure something out where it's just like right. okay if i'm doing my own hair i need a 250 you should you know you know styles we get a kit fee so what a kit fee is <gasps> they pay us to use our kit and our products so if you are doing your own hair and makeup why aren't we getting a kit fee Boom. Oh my gosh. Honestly, how many times have I done? I'm like, I already know I'm going to be doing my own hair at this gig or at that gig. Mm-hmm. It's not that's even. Not, and that's just not fair. I, I, it breaks my heart as a stylist to hear that. Well, you know, I did my own thing. I have girls, I won't say no names, but they'll come to me before I'll do their hair. Then they'll go to set. You're like, where's my kick? <laughs> and well, and I don't, but it, it, like, where's my kick? They pay me, but they're paying me yeah. to do their hair or yeah, hey, just, just blow dry, just, just blow dry it straight so they could just curl it. So they, you know, or I just full on do it. And then I see my hair on TV all the time that I style 
I don't get credit for that. Mm. You know, but that's part of being a black stylist. Wow. That's part of being a black stylist. I get a lot of people that, oh, oh, they say love my hair on set. Great. You know? And then we right. do have, and then another black show that I work, that I don't work on, but another black black show, specifically black show, they pay me to do the hair, the treatments and stuff for my client who's a black actress because she worked it out. She worked it out with her agent. She was like, no, I'm gonna go to y'all straighten my hair every day. Mm -mm, I'm gonna get a smoothing treatment from GL. We're gonna keep this on the wrong, we're gonna keep this on the clock going. Good. You know, and then the, the production pays me. And I and I wish everyone did that. I wish everyone did that. But at the minute you gotta start, the minute you gotta pick up your hair and do it, we need to start taking a stand. That's that's where it starts. If we just keep on doing it, it's not gonna change. Which is why it's been like this for so long. But and the now minute, is the time. But the minute you sit in that trailer and you go, oh, you can't, oh, you just do your own hair. Oh, here you go. No. And you and you should, I always wanna say, walk the set looking crazy. Walk the set looking crazy and sit right in the camera. Okay. Oh, you don't like my hair? <laughs> But, you know, it's just, we got to figure out something to do yeah. or go, you know what, I'm going to wait until someone, I'm going to sit in the trailer and wait until someone who can properly do my hair. Because we have to start showing the producers and the directors that y'all are hiring people who cannot do the job. Right. Right. So when you oh, look at, when you, when you look into that and we are doing our own hair and makeup, you're walking a set and they're getting all the accolades. I've never seen it like this until right now. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like, and I, like I said, I'm not putting my other brothers and sisters that are, you know, black, white, Asian, whatever, yeah. get the education or hire the people who can do the job. Simple as that. I'm just like, I'm Simple gonna, as that. I want to end it right there because I just feel like you've dropped so many bombs. Like this is an episode <laughs> that like, I hope, like I'm going to be listening to it a few times. Right. You've just said, you've, there's so many gems of like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And I well, didn't know I could do that. It's, it's, you know, people go, oh, I wasn't being intentional. Being unintentional is intentional. Mm -hmm. So if they don't know, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. No, you knew you didn't care. You didn't care how, how I got to set and got my makeup done, long as it, or my hair, specifically hair. You didn't care. Right. You didn't care that. You just showed up and it was done. <laughs> Great. I don't got to do your hair. Great. You look gorgeous. I'm just going to do the No. No. You yeah, can't do the, the time. job. Because if I were to show up as a Black man and cannot do everyone's hair in that trailer, what do you think would happen to me? Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Or reprimanded. Or just something not good bad things a lot of bad things yeah and that yes. is sad and it's sad you know it's sad you know it's sad so oh gosh we just got to move forward and there are and i i do want to say there are a lot of white styles out there who can actually slay some hair all on right both. but guess Great. what they're always booked yeah because they can right because they can and there are department heads who know lots of black people in their circle, because what happens is the department head gets called for the job and then they hire everyone underneath. Okay. So so there are department heads that go out there that hire everyone and know lots of black people in their circle, know people of color. But what happens is if you're hiring a department head who has no stylist who are black, Asian, Latino, or nothing, you're they don't know. They just don't know. Wow. I'm like, I'm like. I can quote you 1 million times. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm like, half of the time, I'm like, I do not want to interrupt you because this is a whole- No, sorry. Whole, <laughs> no, it's like, you are speaking so much truth that no mm -hmm. one else has said. Yeah. And I've it's not scary. heard anybody else say these things. It, and, it, it, and honestly, it's scary to say these truths, you know, but we've been quiet for so long. For so long. we need to move forward i want to open the door i want to open the door and then keep it open for young black stylists yes, behind me to come in coming and up. Really, you know and it's just like you know yeah just have those people coming up and every time i if i'm hiring for a show or anything i'm literally always looking for the best qualified but i want to make sure honestly black women hairstyles are hired first because that's the those are those are that that's the box that's not getting the all the opportunity at all you know, I'm a black, gay, black man. I have a, some privilege in getting hired, 
because I'm the gay black man who can do this, that, and that, and then the third, right? I know from my mother, who is a very strong feminist and activist, that she always tells me, okay, looking for your black girls first. And get that. And if you don't know, I want to meet your mom. <laughs> she's awesome. She's just like, she's awesome. I love her. But yeah, my mom, but my mom was, uh, my mom worked at um, uh, uh, the Hummer Corporation as a quality control specialist. So she comes from this big corporate background of being the only black woman at the table, mm. being the only black woman in the building and in management, you know, you know, she was the first black woman supervisor at General Motors. So I get a lot of my leadership skills from her and her journey, you know, she's had a rough, rough journey. And, you know, my mom has one time, one point went to a, um, she went into work at General Motors and they spray painted her whole office black. And no, they, didn't. they put the N word. Oh yeah. And, but these are the stories we don't hear, right? These are the stories we don't, I told my mom she should write a book. My mom has some crazy stories, but these is what we go through, you know? And um, Yo, it's important. And then as, <laughs> no, seriously. It's real. It's real. But it, 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 it made her, it made her stronger, not retreat. Because the, the goal was to get her out. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, and with that said, we have to make sure when we have these Black supervisors and we have these Black hairstylists, as Black people, we support them 100%. And that was the great thing about Tina. The cast and crew, especially the ones of color, supported me so much, had my back. And that's what we need. Because a lot of times, it's, not a lot of times, but sometimes it can't be that way. You know, it's not yeah. that way. Because yeah. everyone's scared that someone's going to say something and, you know, it's, it's a scary thing, you know? Yeah. But you know, I want to make sure that we support those black hairstylists. You know, we, you know, I, I did an interview a while ago and people were like, what can we do to, so, you know, what, the, how, what can black women do right now with their hair? I'm like, go support your black hairstylists. Damn. Go to those salons, go to those natural hairstylists, support them. Because a lot of, unfortunately, if we close now, we probably won't reopen again, oh. you know? But I always tell people, go and support your black salons. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Especially <laughs> so we like can get them in. To the next room. Yeah. Yes. And keep those doors exactly. open. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And keep those doors open and get them so we can get them on set and stuff, you know? Oh so. my God. I, I, I love you. I'm like, I know we just like talked for the first time. Well, maybe not the first time, <laughs> but like we're meeting for like the first time right now. And I right, right, right. Yes. Yes. Just yes. Like, yes. I want to say thank you so much for coming by and sharing your thank you your knowledge you. and your wisdom and your expertise. You are the freaking bomb. You're the bomb. It was so cool to meet Gio and talk to him. And after this episode, I ended up going to his salon um, downtown and he gave me a cut and a color and all of the highlights and I have fallen in love. He is one of my favorites now, the spirit, his energy and the the atmosphere that he culti cultivates in his salon is is very centering and oh, it was actually my first time on a train. <laughs> during this pandemic and it was exactly exactly what I needed follow him on Instagram at geobrianhmu that's g-e-o-b-r-i-a-n-h-m-u and you can book an appointment with him I'm like so mad at myself for saying this because I'm never gonna be able to get back in when I want to now <laughs> um but you can book an appointment with him straight through his Instagram uh yeah love him he is the bomb shout out to broadway podcast network thank you to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod the full version is available on itunes and sung by me <laughs> i hope that you like it Oh, something new. I'm on Patreon. Look up Black Hair in the Big Leagues and support us on Patreon. Any donations that you give will just help this show keep running. And oh my goodness, thank you so much. And I'm going to come up with some 
awesome things to offer you guys soon. <laughs> also, if you guys, if you like what you hear, please help me spread the word. Rate this podcast. Get, you throw in a little five star in there. If you, if you can even leave me a review, that would be so awesome. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. This is Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.